When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, it's 2024, and we're talking about the 2023 Emmys. What a time. I love, uh, I love how time works. Um, I love how incompetent people work. So to catch you up, uh, there was an actor strike and a writer strike. Remember that, Joyce? That felt like about 3,000 years ago. Um, but still very present. You know, what if it was still happening? Oh, my God. They would have would they have canceled the show again. Uh, the Emmys were supposed to take place in early September, as usual. I think September 18th. Was that the actual date? Or what was well, it? Well, we're here for the Creative Arts Emmys. I know. And the Creative that Arts Emmys were the first, week before. And then, yeah, it was like they're supposed to be in September. They were supposed to be early September. And then a week well, later mid-September. Early uh, September's Labor Day weekend. <laughs> no, early. I'd say like when were these supposed to be? Like September eighth. Well, no, last year the the main Emmy ceremony was September twelfth, but this year okay. was eight because it's normally right. the third week because it leads into the broadcast premiere week. Right. Old school TV. Remember right. old school TV. Right. right, I do. So anyway, they got canceled and pushed to January rather than November, which we were advocating for, but uh, didn't win. Any any time in twenty twenty three would have been fine. So now we're celebrating the. 2022-2023 uh, TV season, I guess, in uh, 2024. That's what you want. Um, very exciting for the Bear to be winning Emmys for season one after they win Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Awards for season two. Can't wait. Uh, so we're going to do Creative Arts Emmys Predictions Choice. These are going to be fresh because I don't think either one of us have really put a lot of thought into this They're not. They're months. not really fresh. Like, how much are we really going to change here? Not much, probably. So we're going to do like a real, if you're following along, if you're following along at home in the prediction center, we're just going to do it out of order to make it a little more. Okay, but sidebar, who's actually pulling up that list? To Our viewers are, are legion. They're strong and they love but us. But like, you're just listening. You're not, you're not. You're watching on their though. YouTube, YouTube in the corner and they got the predictions up and they're like, let's see what these guys are telling us. We're let's also not doing them. every 110 billion category there is, so. We're just doing the ones that are in the prediction center. Uh, what a time. We're going to start with the reality stuff, right? So that'll be fun. First yeah, category. Yeah, so if you're if you're actually going to pay attention to the yeah. winners this weekend, it's Saturday and Sunday, it's the January 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. And January 6th is all the scripted stuff. Right. Because the 7th is also the Globes, so they can't have the scripted stuff on the same day as the Globes. So the 7th is the unscripted stuff. Correct. Uh. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow, if you're watching this, or whenever, uh, with the Golden Globe predictions, Joyce. Yeah, the Bear Season 2. Today's the Bear Season 1. So starting. Hosted nonfiction series or special, Joyce. The nominees were, uh, or are, I guess. It was. It feels like were because it was months. It was last year. We're still doing this. Uh, Stanley Tucci, Searching for Italy, The Light We Carry, United, State, United Shades of America, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and taste the nation. 
And Joyce, I have Stanley Tucci searching for Italy winning. Same. Um, Two-time defending champion. Going for three. The Tucci. I, mean, I don't... doesn't love the Tucci? So the last time I touched this was September 7th. Nice. Yeah. Just hit save. That's all. Yeah. Documentary filmmaking. Nominees are The Territory, Last Flight Home, Aftershock, The Accused. And I have The Territory winning. The favorite. Um, I also have The Territory. I don't know. What What is there to say? Again, the last time I touched this was September 7th. <laughs> Documentary special. This one is a little interesting, I would say. A lot of... Uh... A lot of first person, you know, like stories here. The nominees were still a, a Michael J. Fox movie, Being Mary Tyler Moore, Judy Bloom Forever, Pamela A Love Story, and My Transparent Life. And here I have still a Michael J. Fox movie winning choice. Same. It has, I think, seven Emmy nominations. Oscar eligible too, although I don't have it getting in at the Oscars. Side note, I made some changes over break. Oh, did you add still? I did only because I was like, I think the branch, uh, this is probably wrong, but I was like, I, this is not the type of movie that usually would get nominated by the branch, right? We've talked like the, the like hagiography, even though this one is not as much of a hagiography, I think as some past ones are, or like the heartwarming ones, they're a little more severe in the doc branch, would you say? I mean, what's the, what would, how would you put it? They don't go for like a lot of the populist stuff. Populist, there you go. Or like easy emotions maybe, right? Like this is a movie that like is pretty easy emotions, I would say. But I was like, they also maybe like Davis Guggenheim and like he's like pretty much out there a lot. And I just think that it could get in there too. But I have a winning at the Emmys. I don't think it would, if it, even if it got nominated at the Oscars, I don't believe that it would win. Uh, but I do think it could easily win here at the Emmys. And I have a winning and so do you. And so does everybody else, it seems. Um, just like if, if it does getting at the Oscars and it wins the Emmy, just like imagine the headlines. Do you think, do you think if it wins the Emmy, that means that people would be like, I'm not voting for this for an Oscar? Um, some people might, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Documentary series choice. Uh, the nominees are the U.S. and the Holocaust, the 1619 Project, Secrets of Elephants, Dear Mama, and A Hundred Foot Wave. And I have the 1619 Project winning. Same. First in the odds is the U.S. and the Holocaust. Um, I I can see that. I have that in second. And I have then that in I have, second, too. I have Dear Mama, 100 Foot Wave, and Secrets of the Elephants. I have that same five. Wow. Is that is that the top five in the odds? It is not. Uh, U.S. and the Holocaust, 1619 Project, Secrets of Elephants is third, Dear Mama, fourth, and 100 Foot Wave in fifth. I guess my thing is like, I don't know. I was like, I was trying to think, like, I'm wondering, the voting was happening so long ago, I feel it like. It happened in August. And I feel like 1619 Project was much more of a buzzier, you know, if you're thinking about this now, it's like, it's not maybe as buzzy as it was, but it was a very buzzy project. Um, I mean, I would say more like when it came out. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know about like at the time of voting. <laughs> Well, I guess I, I would so, say I remember there was a big push for it at the time of voting. Well, a lot yes, of I mean, ads. like, that's true for everything, though. So, but particularly, I mean, Hulu was, they were, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I saw a lot of banner ads, Joyce. I mean, you love a campaign, so I'm not mm -hmm. going to spend time arguing with this with you since you're you're just in the tank for anything that has an FYC ad. So. Anything that runs an ad, I'm like, that, let's pay attention to that ad. Unstructured reality program, Joyce. 
the nominees are Welcome to Wrexham, RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked, Vanderpump Rules, Selling Sunset, and Indian Matchmaking. And I have Welcome to Wrexham winning. Um, I still have VPR here, but uh, I have Wrexham in second. I don't, should I switch? Well, I was Again, just thinking. I haven't touched this since September 7th. I was actually thinking like maybe I should put VPR in first. I don't know. I just feel like. If there was a season well, for it to win, I don't even watch the show and I've heard of it. I so. mean, I you, you know I don't watch the show, but I've been to, uh, I think, three VPR restaurants. So it feels like if it was ever going to win based on the, the scandal, it yeah. would be this year. And so I think it could very easily win. But Welcome to Rexon is a show that people really liked. Very likable. Yes. Um, but again, like... I think so when voting was going on in the summer, like VPR was still hot. Yes. Like I don't think it was hot in the fall when it was no. like more Wrexham. Right. And so I think you should keep VPR where it is. I think you should have and I'm gonna keep Wrexham and we'll see who's right. And I think you're gonna be right. And then watch uh Untucked win. So and Untucked would win. But I, I think VPR uh definitely <laughs> could win here. So that's good uh hang on sorry I, oh no i'm off the page here we go this site sometimes is tough to navigate choice i mean they're just right next to each other so i don't know structured reality doing. program nominees are queer eye shark tank love is blind antiques roadshow and diners drive-ins and dives and while i would love to pick diners and drive-ins and dives you know that's one of my jams i'm going queer eye same because i they're going for a six peat i think mm -hmm. so yeah. Next up choice, uh, game show. Yeah, they're here now. The nominees are Jeopardy, The Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, and That's My Jam. Joyce, what's your prediction? I asked in the form of a question. Um, the answer is Jeopardy. Yeah, I have Jeopardy winning too. We did a little. I did a little bit there. I don't know if you noticed. I could not tell at all. Jeopardy's a good show. Still good. I love Jeopardy. I know so many people who've tried to get on Jeopardy. No, oh, really? Who got on Jeopardy. So. No way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's but the better one of my Jeopardy? friends who did not get on, she like took the test and everything and she would practice like buzzing in with a pen. Oh, and cool. One time she did it so fast, the pen slipped out of her hand and hit her in the face. <laughs> wow. That would have been great TV. They should have called her up. I mean, you know, that she didn't even film it or anything that was just her practicing at home so but she didn't pass like the test because the test is timed hmm. when you have to take it um when you apply so she didn't pass that round uh did you see the movie uh quiz lady i did not it's like a fake jeopardy not yeah. as good as uh white men can't jump with rosie perez going on jeopardy that that is like the pinnacle of tv versions of jeopardy i would say because it's the real jeopardy i think alex alex trebek is on the in the movie um yeah, and then we'll we'll have game show host. So that's next. Is, yeah. Now fraught, maybe. But these voting was happening in August. In so. August, so it doesn't matter. Game show host nominees, Maya Bialik, Jeopardy. Joyce, I don't think she's the host anymore. But she is for um, this. But, but Ken Jennings is. Next is Kiki Palmer, Ken Jennings, uh, Steve Harvey for Family Feud, and Pat Sajak for Wheel of Fortune. Kiki Palmer hosting Password. I'm Maya Bialik winning, Joyce. I think she would have won anyway. So I do too. So 
Uh, it's going to be fun when she has the wins and then is not the host anymore. But, you know, you get hardware for your efforts. She also yeah. didn't host a lot. There was a great article, actually, in The Ringer over break. Did you see that? Uh, yes, but that was just like kind of an amalgamation of everything that's been out there. Yeah, but it was good. I, I didn't. You, I, got, I, you I, had I, a good summary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Claire McNair. Claire yeah. She, great, yeah. great Jeopardy on the Jeopardy beat always. So She's the greatest Jeopardy reporter in the history mm -hmm. of Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great article. I enjoyed it. I, I learned I learned a lot because I don't follow this stuff. So I was like, oh, look at all this. It's a lot of tea in there, I would say. Oh, you don't you don't follow Mayim on Instagram or anything? No, we no. I, we might have a mutual friend who actually used to work with Mayim, I believe. Ooh, I'll tell you offline. OK. That was game show host. Next is reality show host, Joyce. RuPaul Charles, Nicole Byer, Padma Lakshmi, The Queer Eye host, and Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. I have RuPaul winning. Uh, yeah. So you think Padma could win though? No, I okay. think they'll just give it to RuPaul for the eighth time. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Now we're going to the variety categories, Joyce. I can't wait. Variety special writing. We'll start with the nominees are John Mulaney for Baby J, Chris Rock, Selective Outrage. Carol Burnett, 90 Years of Love and Laugh, uh, Laughter and Love, excuse me. Wanda Sykes, I'm an Entertainer and Would It Kill You to Laugh? I have John Mulaney, Baby J winning. Um, I have Chris Rock. Hmm. I'm not the biggest, uh, I'm not the biggest comedy guy, Joyce, but I've watched both of these and John Mulaney's is better. And I love I've watched Chris none Rock. of these, so like, I don't care. John Mulaney's is great. The Chris Rock one is okay. I've seen Chris Rock be better. I don't think that matters. So okay. Uh, variety special directing, Joyce. The nominees are the Oscars, the Super Bowl halftime show, Carol Burnett, ninety years of laughter and love, Chris Rock, selective outrage, and Wanda Sykes. I'm an entertainer, and I have the Oscars winning. Same. Not I don't even remember the ceremony. Who hosted? What even happened? Who won? Who won? Who won? That's always a funny game I play, which is like, who won Best Supporting Actor? At well, I love talking to like my normie friends, like even just like two days later when no. they have no recollection, because that's what it's like in the real world. Like no people don't remember this shit. No one no cares. No one remembers. There was a year when I was just like, oh, who is these? I, you could it going. It's even harder to actually even sometimes to go through the nominees. And be like, oh yeah, oh. I forget nominees all the time. I'm like, oh wait, because then I have to go back to the year and I was like, oh, what came out that year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. It's ephemeral. You're there in the moment. It's, yeah, it's like a great moment and then it's over and then we move on with our lives. So variety series writing. Uh the nominees are John Oliver, Saturday Night Live, Seth Myers, Stephen Colbert, and The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And I have John Oliver last week tonight winning. Same. Um, you know, if no one's been following this, like very controversial that the Emmys uh, booted all the variety writing categories off the main show because it's been alternating with special and series for years now, but they bumped both of them off. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've been very bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Variety series directing. Nominees um, are Saturday Night Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel, The Problem with John Stewart, and Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and I have Saturday Night Live winning. Same. 
what is there to say um nothing really um i think snl's won i mean it didn't it didn't win last year no but it lost to a black lady sketch show which Mm -hmm. is not here so but it's won this i think 11 times my feeling again as a person who doesn't follow this is probably as statistically as you is that it's maybe harder for a talk show to win than a sketch show in terms of directing do you think there's like a bias not a bias but because like what a, the camera's just trained on like a person sitting yes. at a desk <laughs> yes there's more to do with a sketch show right you have to do a lot of different things a variety uh you know like saturday well, like it, it depends on the i think john stewart's won this before i guess it depends on like the what else is happening in the talk show like right. the the pre-interview stuff, the pre-desk stuff for right. like other bits or if it's like a, like a special, maybe it's like election special or something. Sure. Obviously I mean, not election year this past yeah. year, but. This year, Joyce, can't wait. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I'm more excited for the Olympics, as you know. I'm being sarcastic. I, I can wait. <laughs> uh, Variety special recorded. Uh, nominees are Carol Burnett, 90 Years of Laughter and Love, John Mulaney, Baby J, Norman Lear, 100 Years of Music and Laughter, Lizzo, live in concert. Trevor Noah, I wish you would. And Wanda Sykes, I'm an entertainer. And I have Carol Burnett, 90 Years of Laughter and Love and winning. Same. I think if uh, the voting happened after Norman Lear died, uh, he would have won. You mean in the last four weeks? Yes, <laughs> I do. But uh, alas, Carol Burnett, th- this special had so many other nominations. It just feels like it would win. Yeah. So. Uh, and then... Is that the last? Uh, is that the last one? Yeah, those are the variety For ones. Variety? Yeah. yeah, that's it, right? Did I miss one? No. No, it's just the five of them. So now we're going to animated program, Joyce. The nominees are Primal, Intergalactic, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Rick and Morty. And I have Primal winning. Same. Do you think The Simpsons could win? It's in second in the odds. um sure i don't like it won i think four years ago but i just went with primal because it won like two years ago so tv movie choice the nominees are weird the ali yankovic story prey fire island dolly parton's magic uh mountain magic christmas and hocus pocus 2 and i have an upset here i have prey winning over weird al your beloved prey. Yes. Um, I have Weird Al. So Weird Al had more nominations, but Prey had the writing and directing nominations. Yes. And I just feel like that might put it over the top. But okay. Weird but Al is more voting, everybody so. votes. So maybe Weird Al was more popular. <laughs> but I think actually Prey Also, cool. just because it it like didn't get those doesn't mean they hate it. I'm not saying they hate it. I just think they like it. No, this but like that's like I think that's like the the cognitive dissonance is like, oh, you don't have these nominations. Like that's obviously not great because it's obviously good to have nominations, but not having a nomination doesn't mean it wasn't close to getting one. No, that's true, but it doesn't have it. So Weird Al could win, obviously. It's the more populist pick, but I mean, I thought Prey was pretty great and pretty mainstream. Let's not remember what the, uh, forget what the defending champion is. I forgot. Well, you should not. Now you have to guess what it is. I mean, is it like Rescue Rangers? Yes, obviously. That was <laughs> my fave. 
No, it's so funny. How can you it forget like, my fave. It's hard to remember because that feels like it came out three years ago. Well, it's still the best TV movie winner in like the century. So, so that leads me to believe Prey would win because it's like the cooler movie than Weird Al. No offense to the Weird Al movie. But like, who thinks like Rescue Rangers was the cooler movie? You. A lot of people don't. Me. I do, obviously. Yeah, it was. That's like the cool choice. But it's not really the cooler choice. Like, I think like Prey is the cooler choice, but mm, Rescue Rangers is not the cooler choice. Okay. All right, now we're going to like main title design. We're going to do music, casting, and then into the the performer categories. So hold on to your butts, as they say in Jurassic Park. Main title design, Joyce. It's a fun one. The nominees are Wednesday, The Last of Us, White Lotus, Cabinet of Curiosities, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and Hello Tomorrow. And I have The Last of Us winning. Um, I have where is this? It's lowering at the bottom. Uh, I have Wednesday. Wednesday's first in the odds. Uh, I just I think the Last of Us titles are so memorable, and I think it's just a even though Wednesday is the most popular show here, and the Wednesday credits are also cool. Uh, I just think the Last of Us has like the more of a juice going, so that's why I picked it. Um, I can see the White Lotus winning. Great credits, beautiful credits. There's like all of these are good credits. So they they some this is a a fun category because they do sometimes actually go with like the great design of like a no one care show. Yeah, you know, like counterpart has one. No right. one wants that. Um and uh the good old bird bird one a couple years ago right. so a total flop otherwise <laughs> remember that one yeah what happened to that i don't know but you know what still an emmy winner better call Saul can call itself an emmy winner but good old bird can main title music Nummies are Andor, Wednesday, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Miss Marvel, and Cabinet of Curiosities. And I have Andor winning for our boy. Uh, I do too. What do you think the odds of that happening are? Hi, it's in first in the odds. Wednesday. Be, I would not be surprised if he won for this and nothing for succession. Interesting. We'll get to that right now, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I don't remember my logic of putting this there back then. I mean, it is pretty like, it is good. Yeah. That's why I put um, it there. And everybody else did too. So who knows? So you're just copying. No, I think I would have picked what I liked. You know that I picked last of us instead of Wednesday for the titles. Uh, music for series. Speaking of Nicholas Bertel, uh, the nominees are succession Wednesday, the white Lotus, the last of us and Andor. So a double Bertel, a double dip. And I have him winning for succession, but I'm not super confident because I think he could split his own vote and then the White Lotus would win because I have White Lotus in second. I, I don't think like vote splitting is an issue in that sense. Like, I don't think it matters like that. Um, I have him too, but you know, like, I don't think he'll win because they just won't give it to him. I mean, the case for him winning is it was like his best work yet. The fourth season of succession score is the best one. But like every year is true for him. This he just like he just keeps best. upping himself. It, he really did, but he yeah, really. But like really you can't did. compare season four to season three when season three was in contention because season four didn't exist yet. So that was the best yeah, then. True. What do you but think? I, would I don't like. I I feel like <laughs> I just I'm like hope dicting it here. 
but I feel like that's also jinxing it. What do you think if he doesn't if he doesn't win? Who would I win? mean? I I have Andor in second, so so he's gonna win either way. I have Succession, Andor, White Lotus, Wednesday, and Last of Us. I actually I I thought the White Lotus would win if he doesn't win, but we'll see. Music for a limited series, Joyce. Uh, the nominees were Weird, The Alley Yankovic Story, A Small Light, Prey, Hocus Pocus, and Miss Marvel, and I have Weird the winning. I do too. I have A Small Light in second. That's, Me too. That's good music. Me too. And then music and lyrics, Weird, uh, Ted Lasso, Mrs. Maisel, Ted Lasso, uh, Ginny and Georgia, and The L Word. I could actually pull up what those songs are. The songs are So Long Farewell and Mom City. Yeah. So, I have Weird winning. <laughs> I don't have the Ted Lasso songs. Same. Nothing else to say. I have Ted Lasso so long for a while in second. Um, I have Maisel in second. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't really know if like either Ted song is like that memorable. So they're I don't different. know if that matters, but it's like. The So Like Farewell song is A Beautiful Game by Ed Sheeran. They played over like the montage. Yeah, I mean, I know what they are. I'm, I, I'm just saying like, they're not like, I'm just Ken, you know. <laughs> Mrs. Amazing One is fun. It's your personal trash man can. Yeah, they they have a lot of great songs over the years. They do. So, uh, Music Supervision, Joyce. The nominees are Daisy Jones and the Six, Stranger Things, Mrs. Maisel, White Lotus, and Ted Lasso. And I have my, my favorite show, Daisy Jones and the Six winning. Of course you do. You know, I still have Stranger Things here. Why not? <laughs> Should I change it? I have Daisy in second. I mean, everyone has Daisy. It's an overwhelming favorite. Um, though I will say, it the music version is great because it's great songs, but I still can't believe it missed a song, music and lyrics nomination. They so, submitted too many. We talked about this. I know. Like seven months ago. <laughs> I, uh, I think you should leave Stranger Things. I, I'm not, I don't think you should change. I think you should leave. You're usually right, so why would you change? Or I could just be wrong. The thing is, is like I've had this for so long that it's like if I change and it ends up being right, like my first prediction, then that sucks. Yeah, you have to. You would have to hope that you change it, and then another show wins that neither one, neither Stranger Things nor. Yeah, Disney. like I would have to hope that like you know White Lotus wins, right. which I can also <clears throat> see winning. I absolutely could see winning. I actually think White Lotus would have a better shot than Stranger. What if I change to White Lotus instead? Do it. Go <laughs> no guts, no glory. <laughs> I mean, I could see that happening. I don't know. What if, I don't. I have. I have that in fourth. I have Maisel in third. This is a really, really good category. I mean, Maisel's won this a bunch of times. All of these have great music supervision. So I think Maisel's the only multiple winner in this category because it's hmm. only been in existence for like six years. Right. Um. And BLL won the first year. Great music. So next up is uh, casting choice. I think you should leave it. We're moving on for music. Just leave it. <laughs> You'll change this anyway on like Saturday afternoon. Or like, I'll just forget. So it's like. <laughs> Drama casting, Joyce. Uh, the nominees are Succession, The White Lotus, The Last of Us, Bad Sisters, The Crown, and Yellow Jackets. And I have White Lotus winning instead of Succession. I'm going with an upset, even though I think Succession will win series, obviously. Um, I have Succession. My my rationale for White Lotus is that they had to recast the whole show pretty much, except for one role, and it was great cast. Yeah, but, um, I have that in second. Um, 
and then last of us and then bad sisters remember bad sisters i do um yeah and then yellow jackets and the crown but remember the yellow uh, i feel what what an ending to yellow jackets remember that one um i think like succession can just i mean remember like last year when you know we were all saying that like yellow jackets could win this because of great casting in mm-hmm. yellow jackets and it just won succession again yeah so... I, I get it I, I i would not be surprised if succession won but like you know like you i had this for months i'm not changing it now even if i've updated it comedy casting choice the nominees are Jury Duty, The Bear, Abbott Elementary, Ted Lasso, and Only Murders in the Building. And I have your beloved Jury Duty. I think you interviewed these people. Is that the right? Accounting director? Yeah, yeah, I interviewed yeah. Um, Susie Paris. There you go. Yes. I have, I have a winning. Um, I do too. So, I mean, that's just... I think it's it's that or The Bear. Same. I have Bear in second, Abbott in third, Ted in fourth, and Only Murders in fifth. Um, I, I have Ted in third, um, only because like Abbott won last year, but it didn't like do that well this year. Right. So we've talked about that. Yeah. Yes. So I like, I think like if jury duty deserved any award, if you want to call it that, like it would be casting. Could jury duty win series, Joyce? If it wins casting and wins James Marsden and supporting actor, which we'll do when we do our Emmy picks in a couple of weeks i still don't think it would win like like i i think i have it in third maybe i don't even know where but um i think like it'd still be hard to beat ted yeah i so. do too and then finally movie uh tv movie limited series casting the nominees are beef daisy jones fleischman monster and weird and i have beef winning I've interviewed these casting directors, Joyce. So, of course, I have them winning. Um, I think everyone has beef winning. <laughs> I am so in on the beef train that I have it winning so many Emmy. I have it, like, just straight up sweeping at the prime you, you switched to Maria Bello after you switched interviewed her. Maria Bello. I interviewed her and obviously put her in first place. Loved her. She was great conversation. You go watch that video. And then I put Young Mazzino up in first, too. I've had him in there. I have Ali Wong. I have Steven Yeun. I have the whole thing. Writing and directing, I think, now. I think I abandoned Fleischman. I, I can't believe you do that to your beloved Fleshman, your favorite show of 2022. Well, it's 2024 now, Joyce, so it's a new me. But but you made these predictions in 2023. <laughs> I did, but I updated them towards the end of the year. So uh, Beef, I think, will have a great Emmys night. And uh, casting on Daisy Jones is wonderful. Loved it so much. But no. But no. <laughs> Not against Beef. I think just Beef is way more power- popular. This, this is like probably one of the easiest i like i would think it's like it would be a huge upset if beef did not win this yeah mm-hmm. next up is narrator joyce the nominees are uh barack obama working what we do all day what barack obama does all day joyce is update his uh you know uh, after fin- he gets a call from oprah he updates his he favorite updated movies his list. Best, my favorite and films of 2023 list. Forgot so. Color Purple. And then was like, actually, that too. Oh, and no, I just point, saw it. Just saw it. Pointedly left out Killers of Flower Moon and Barbie. Uh, but he did. That was also re- one of his uh, shortest lists uh, well, since he, he started had, doing this. Because he had his three faves. He had his three faves. Like, he's, he's done that before, which is fine. I mean, like his music one, he, he, he had the sneaks in there too for Rustin and American Symphony that people did not realize. 
I saw those. I, I gotta mean, say, I saw, you know, I saw those. So. I looked at the music ones and I was just like, I have no idea what these songs are. I'm, oh, same. No, yeah. I, really I, I know clue. like probably like a third of them maybe. And like, well, well, no, as in I've seen the title. Heard I, is a completely different story. I was like, half of these could be made up and I would have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but the movie ones, I was like, Leave the World Behind is a great movie. You know what? who likes it? Barack Obama, me. It was Well, he also in. made it. So it's like, this is, and- you know like what what a what a great oscar campaign for those three movies <laughs> even uh, though the one for leave the world behind is non-existent really so. uh leave the world behind me barack obama and paul schrader who everyone loves they're those are the, uh, on the top 10 list of those three uh, popular people me barack obama and paul schrader i also love um because he listed rustin number one coleman domingo immediately retweeted it was like rustin number one i was like they're not actually ranked he just listed well, these like that he produced they're first. not ranked but they're not alphabetical either I have they're no not idea alphabetical they but they're no also idea. not numbered i have no idea how he ordered them yeah they're not numbered that's the no, thing they're not numbered they're not alphabetical it's just like 52 no it's just ago. grouped by this is what michelle and i produced and then these are the rest that we did not produce <laughs> and then the color purple a day later anyway yeah, he's they- nominated for narrator angela bassett morgan freeman pedro pascal and mahersha ali are the other nominees i have barack obama winning an emmy um, defending champion Barack Obama, yes. you mean? Yeah, same. Uh, I have Angela Bassett in second. Um, yes, for Goodnight Oppie. Uh, voiceover performance choice. The nominees are Maya Rudolph for Big Mouth, Mel Brooks, History of the World Part Two, Julie Andrews for Queen Charlotte, Ali Wong for Tuca and Birdie, Alex Borstein for Family Guy, and Wanda Sykes for Crank Anchors, and I have Maya Rudolph winning. I do too, and I have Ali in second. Same. Just because that's like a completely unnecessary second nomination for her, but they gave it to her anyway. So the fact that she's nominated feels like she has a little strength here, but I think Maya Rudolph is the GOAT in this category. Yeah, you know, it's, um, she she won four Emmys in two years. <laughs> no, so pretty good. <laughs> uh, and now we're into the final four. The guest categories. Guest actor and actress. We'll start with drama guest actress, Joyce. The nominees are Harriet Walter for Succession, Face Eggs, Melanie Linsky for The Last of Us, uh, Hiam Abbas for Succession, Anna Tour for The Last of Us, Cherry Jones for Succession, and Storm Reid for The Last of Us. I'm sensing a theme with these nominees. Well, as you recall, they only saw like two and a half shows. And I have uh, I have Harriet Walter winning for Succession. I do too, but I feel the same way about this as I do about Bertel, like. I don't think it's like actually going to happen, but I'm just going to take the L anyway. <laughs> I have Melanie Linsky in second. I actually think she could definitely win. And I have Storm Reed in third based on the power of her episode. But I don't know. Um, I have Harriet, Melanie, and Anna. And then Hyam, Storm, and Cherry. What if Cherry just wins again? <laughs> we talked about this. We talked hashtag. They're so lazy. <laughs> but they could just have her win again. The problem is that really feels like 800 years ago. Because she was just in the premiere. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Harold Walter would be a deserving winner. She's so good in the final episodes. And she hasn't won yet. Um, which I don't think like they know or care about. But So uh, part of me, if they were, what would be the most, if we're thinking lazy. I mean, lazy would just be Cherry. Or would it be Melanie Linsky? Because they know her. And no, then, I don't think that would be lazy. Cherry would be the laziest because she already won for this role. Yeah. And 
I mean, like, I, I greatly enjoyed her in the first episode in the season. Very premiere, fun. But very, very fun. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I think if you, we, we've talked about this, like, I think if you ask people about, like, their favorite guest actresses from Succession season four, it would be, like, Harriet, Hyam, and then Cherry, you know, of, like, the nominees. Definitely. Right. So. And they yeah. do pay attention to the show. Like, the thing is, we're they're lazy and like we can make fun of them, but they love like it's clear that they love success. Yeah, like when they when they love a show, they pay attention. And so based on it. that rationale, I think Harriet would win, even though I, I think Hayam could be like a strong contender because she was so good. But Harriet really came in for the closer with a lot of great stuff in the last two episodes. Yeah, like Hyam just she she really uh maximized her minimal screen time. So like Harriet definitely had more screen time, more stuff to do, but um or like and you think about both of them in church and state. Yeah. So um I, I'm gonna stick with Harriet. I'm not gonna change. And I would not be surprised if one of the last of us people wins, but whatever. We'll see. I mean, do you like there's just two shows and three people from each show. I like where is like the vote split possibility greater? I think Last of Us because I because I feel like there's more passion for like all. There's I think there's for if you're a fan of Last of Us there's a lot you could be very into any one of those three and i think if you're a fan of succession no offense to cherry jones like we said nan is great but of the season's characters and arcs she would be very much at the bottom of my ranks of these three yeah but i think you could say like i'm a big melon Litsky and last of us fan i'm a big storm reed and last of us fan and i'm a big anna torb and last of us fan so trauma guest actor joyce uh similarly just two shows the nominees are Nick Offerman, Murray Bartlett for The Last of Us, James Cromwell for Succession, Lamar Johnson for Last of Us, uh, Kevon Montreal Woodard for Last of Us, and Arian Moyed for Succession. And I have Nick Offerman winning for uh, The Last of Us. I do too. What will the internet do if he does not win? Depends who wins. If Murray if it, Bartlett if it's uh, like I mean, if it's not Murray. I think if it's not Murray and not Nick, I actually think it could be one of the other Last of Us nominees. They're both great. I mean, Lamar is awesome, and and, and Kayvon would be a really cool winner. Kayvon would be, like, probably the best winner. Of and he, it, it would definitely be a historic winner, right, like, for this. So, like, I think that would be – if, if James Cromwell won, I think a lot of succession people would be very thrilled, but I don't think the internet at large would be thrilled. The succession stan accounts that I follow would be like going nuts. Yeah. Cause also, like, he feels like he should have an Emmy for Ewan, too. I and... do think Nick will win, though. Yeah. Like, I have him. Um, but I also would not be surprised if he does not win. Cause I do feel like there's, like, not, not that, like, you know, his peers or like the industry does not love the show because they clearly do, but I feel like, uh, the affection is overwhelmingly online. 
Next up is comedy guest actor's choice. Uh, I'm making, I might make a change here for no reason. <laughs> the nominees are Taraji P. Henson, Judith Light, Becky M. Baker for Ted Lasso, Quinta Brunson for SNL, Harriet Walter for Ted Lasso, Sarah Niles for Ted Lasso. And what are you changing to? <laughs> well, I want to, I think I was, th I have Taraji winning like everybody else, but I really want to, I have Becky M. Baker in second and I want to just put her up in first. So do it. I'm going to do it. I have Becky Ann Baker then winning. That'll be wrong. <laughs> Bookmark, pin this, and that'll be wrong. Um, I still have Taraji. I don't know. So most famous person, future Oscar nominee, potentially. But this is like something people have been trying to manifest since her casting was announced at Paley Fest in April. People were like, she's coming for the Emmy. She's finally going to win. It's hers. And like with this lineup, she definitely can do it. But like with the dip in their interest in Abbott this year, I don't know like it how much that's a factor. And then it's just like, you know, they could be weird and guest actress anyway. Like last year, you know, like Lori Metcalf, like no one was predicting her. So she my won. reason for Becky Ann is like, she's Ted great. is still... Still the most popular show with Emmy voters. Most nominations it ever got. Uh, in one of the better episodes, has a great scene opposite Jason. No disrespect to Taraji. I just feel like it would make a lot of sense for her to win. And of the other, we were talking before about like the vote vote splitting among the Ted last. I'm like, Sarah Niles got nominated for jumping on a couch. So no one is going to be like, I got to vote for her. If you're watching, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, I can't imagine you putting her in first, right? Like, would you disagree with that? There's, what would it, unless you're like, really like her, I guess. And Harriet in in this Ted Lasso is very fun in the finale, but not nearly as good as she is on Succession and doesn't really have that much to do. And Becky Ann has like a whole episode basically to herself with Jason. And so while Taraji does too, and has great scene up with, obviously with Quinta, I just think she might win. I have Judith Light in third. She's in second in the odds. That was a great episode. Um, so good. Yeah. That's a year old at this point, almost. Yeah, Poker Face premiere January 26th. So. Um, that, I just feel like... I feel like that could be an upset in this category, like you were saying. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I dumped Taraji, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I would do Judith... Because I think like that's a great performance, but they also did not really care about poker games. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, like I have I have Becky in third and then Harriet and then Quinta for SNL. The other thing is if I didn't put an upset here or a, a different, I would have all favorites, which I also don't think is right, because we're gonna do comedy guest actor. And the nominees are John Bernthal, Nathan Lane for Only Murders, Luke Kirby for Mrs. Maisel, Pedro Pascal, SNL, Oliver Platt, The Bear, and Sam Richardson for Ted Lasso. And I have John Bernthal winning for The Bear. Same. So that would be all four for, for literally like three seconds. So best. he's nominated for his look in the finale, which is really great. Great look. But I think but, most but not the episode that he's actually in with a storyline. <laughs> so most people are probably thinking when they're voting for this last August, they're probably thinking of him in in fish. They're also they're all yeah, they're thinking of the season one episode. 
that he's actually in and then they're thinking of forks in season forks, two right or is it oh forks right yeah sorry oh no of fishes fishes forks is, right is my favorite they're right. thinking of fishes he throws a fork in fishes he throws a fork in fishes and then it leads into forks so yeah they're definitely voting for that and they're also voting for his episode in the first season when he tells that great story while making the brujol uh but no he's actually nominated for the three second look in the finale yeah with a great flex great great flex great one of the best moments i'd say in in my television watching uh life in the last couple years is radiohead music cue smash cutting with his look hitting the post so good anyway i have him winning and i don't think all four of these favorites are gonna win so that's why i have becky and baker winning Mm. yeah i have i have john and oliver one two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have uh, Pedro in second and Oliver in third. Second oh, I have Pedro just... last. <laughs> oh, I think he could easily win. I um, have I have John, Oliver, Luke, Nathan, Sam, and Pedro. I have Sam in last, but he's great. I have Nathan in fifth. Pedro. I'm just I'm supporting Sam because I was one of the few people to predict his nomination, even though he was nominated last year. It was shocking to me that he wasn't even in the top ten for a nomination and i'm like he was nominated last year and they love the show but i don't think he's winning um so that's it joyce those are our creative arts emmys predictions we'll see how we do the show is saturday and sunday like you said and then what will you change before the emmys on martin luther king day i already made a change but i actually i was already going to make a change I will recall in the narrative of our show that I hosted a SAG event for Ted Lasso before Christmas. Yeah, but I mean like after creative arts results. I don't know there's much to do. Like not- what, what category are you like circling and you're waiting the results for from this weekend? I mean, the categories I've been most confused by are comedy actress. I don't know if the results this weekend will help me figure that out. Well, maybe uh- if Taraji loses. That's true, but I actually don't have. If Taraji wins, actually, I might might help me more, honestly, because <laughs> I have I have Brosnan, I have Rich Brosnan winning. Uh, I think it'll maybe help me with the comedy. Like, no, not really. I I don't think any of these. <laughs> I just don't like. I I feel like none of these results will really change what I'm doing here. I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of favorites winning, and if it's not like the front runner it'll probably be like number two like it's not like like there's not gonna be like a lot of huge no upsets and then i mean just like think about what the vibe was in august when they were voting that's the hard part i just am like like for you and i we've had ted lasso winning from the beginning so it's like yeah. nothing is going to change that i think ted lasso is going to win comedy series i don't think if it lost yeah, like ted didn't win casting last year either right. he lost to abbott um i don't know there's not a lot here i mean like i have a winning i don't have a winning casting anyway and then I have a Becky Ann Baker winning. Uh, but if she didn't win, it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Like if Taraji won, I'd still would have Ted Lasso winning. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll do our Emmy predictions, I guess, next week. Is that right? We have a lot going on next week. We have the SAG nomination. It's also, it's also SAGs. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to do some emails, Joyce. Uh, people emailed us over the break. It's slugfest at goldderby.com. Why are you spending your break emailing us? Why aren't you? email us more take take some time to yourself love yourself more uh this one is from david r our old friend i'm gonna start with this one 
Greetings, it's David R., a.k.a. Grammar Dave. Not to be confused with any other David. This. Have you thought about enriching the parasocial relationship you have with your fans by launching some merch? Maybe a hoodie or a pillow that reads, we already talked about this. That seems to be one of the most used phrases on your podcast. Also, I am one of your original 14 viewers and listeners, and I don't recall you two ever giving any context to your partnership. Where did you meet? How did you pair up? What's this column you're always referencing? <laughs> I think I think your fans would like to know the origin story of the dream team that is Joyce and Chris. P.S. If I want to hear about sports, I'll go find a sports podcast. Triggered, but Joyce is still my queen. Love you both and happy new year. Wow, we're just going to talk more about sports now. Olympic year. Tennis season just started. Rafa just won today. First match back. I'm just talking uh, more about tennis now. <laughs> there's no tennis questions this week, but that doesn't mean there won't be any later. You know, we could talk about the Knicks. Huge I, trade over the I weekend. I don't follow the Knicks, but I saw that huge trade. Yeah. So I'm still I'm going down with my Niners Super Bowl bet, which will win me. And I'm gonna I'm money. supporting the Browns now because you know I mm -hmm. went to college with Joe Flacco. Sure. So my guy. Joyce, where did we meet? I feel like the first time I met you was at a TCA. Probably. Maybe like what, like a decade ago or something. I don't know. Yeah, because we we worked at TV Guy, but not together. Yeah, we never worked there together because I left and then you went there. Yeah. And then so I got we, laid off. Yeah. So, but we work with the same people there. Yes, we have mutual friends. You have yeah. your friend. I'm I'm McQueen's. Is your friends with them? I would. I'm not. Um. I wouldn't say I'm friends. Yeah, but like but someone someone I worked with there uh, went to EW and you worked with them for a while yes, that's actually yeah. that's that's probably where we met right yes okay so and then we paired up because we work here at gold derby yes and then our <laughs> column is on the website if you go to goldderby.com david clearly on, does not read so <laughs> you go to goldderby.com on fridays and find our or you could google our names our author bylines uh we do a column that's basically like this but typing with our fingers all about it's it. called oscar experts typing great because it started during covid yes on slack so, um, uh, we Slack all day. So it's yeah, just... we just like, we literally write it in Slack. <laughs> and then, uh, merch, maybe that could be a 20, maybe we could put that on our stretch goals for 24. Uh, add that to our, add that into our ulti pro account, right? Yeah. Uh, merch. No, no one's going to buy that except for David. <laughs> uh, hi, Chris and Joyce. This one's from Alex. Emailed us at slowfestivalderby.com. Alex here again to talk about my favorite topic of the moment, the color purple. <laughs> thanks for diving into my question last week or two weeks ago as it were uh, regarding the pga and the pay gap discussion if you recall joyce alex emailed suggesting that maybe pga would penalize or wouldn't nominate color purple because taraji pienzo was talking about her salary uh, i just want to clarify that i wasn't seeing it as a way of punishing taraji for speaking out but more so pga looking at the producers and saying why would we award you if you had such a rocky start with your stars thought as you mentioned, though, as you mentioned, it wouldn't make much sense given that it's the club rewarding its own people, especially with the likes of Spielberg and Oprah at the helm. Chris, I'm thrilled to see you've added the color purple back into your best picture top 10. My partner, and I saw it on Christmas Day and my expectations were definitely exceeded, perhaps because I lowered them after some negative response. The film definitely struggled in the terms of direction and editing, but damn be all if the cast didn't catapult the story to excellence, not to mention its earth rattling box office, box office performance on Christmas Day and quite stellar score on Rotten Tomatoes and a fair outcome on Metacritic. It seems that the big question mark regarding this movie, i.e. its audience scores, is becoming a very positive outcome. Is it enough to earn some surprise Oscars love? After seeing it, I really do hope we see it the likes of a Best Picture nomination and Fantasia in for Actress as she truly broke my heart and stitched it back together throughout the duration of the film. 
With the cast really hauling ass on the press junket, I could even see Taraji and Coleman Domingo making a sudden swoop into their respective reporting supporting categories. I think the SAG Awards are going to be huge for this film. That first Easter dinner scene was as iconic as ever and alone shows why this cast is most worthy of a SAG ensemble win in my eyes. People need to remember that the ensemble doesn't mean the cast with the most celebrities. It's how the characters work cohesively to drive the story along. This is why I roll my eyes when people say a movie like The Holdovers isn't worthy of even a nomination because it's three to four people, despite the fact that Sideways literally won. How do you think SAG is going to shake out? I think a lot of surprise will hit when the faves of the year possibly don't make it in. That's from Alex. A lot going on there. So Joyce, I did put Color Purple back in. Because of its Christmas Day box office? I talk to people who've seen it almost everyone i real people who've seen it love it just straight up love it it's, it's a like, very normie appealing movie we've talked about this again PM. i know but i'm just saying like i think it's a very i think it's in stark contrast to some of the other movies here at the end of the year people actually are enjoying it and we saw even at our screening which was industry people were very into it even if the applause breaks were spurred on plants. by plants <laughs> But they did happen and people were kept swept away. I do think it could get in. The problem is I also think Anatomy of Fall is going to make it in. I also think Zone of Interest is going to make it in. So now I'm left with deciding, do I keep Color Purple in and do I put it Wait, in? So what did you drop to put it in? Maestro. <laughs> so See, again, Because of what's happened in the past five days online? <laughs> so when we saw Maestro, I was like, I'll just speak for me and not, I thought this the parts were greater than the sum of the whole yes i mean we we talked about this again and incredible every aspect of it was great but the movie itself is not as great as the rest and the response online i don't take seriously because like people are you know we, they're not voting but i also think that sometimes things that are true are just true so like paul schrader being like I told Martin Scorsese it's tough to follow leo because he's an idiot for three hours and he should have played the fbi and agent. then his dog bit him and I'm like, he's right. Like, that's a valid, you know, the, the valid critiques that we thought of all throughout this year or last year are actually valid. And then maybe that is a reason not to do it. But I was like, Color Purple obviously has all its valid critiques too. Uh, and obviously the industry hasn't really, really weighed in on it all yet. But we were mostly being like, how does it miss at the Golden Globes when it's the most obvious Golden Globes movie in the history of the Golden Globes? But I do think like Maestro could get a lot of, below the line not like i have it in like we said like maybe editing definitely makeup uh bradley and carrie still maybe even bradley for director right but i'm like it's not going to get in for screenplay to me and i'm like maybe it does miss best picture maybe the love for color purple and the actors really support it more than they would maestro because i feel like anatomy of fallen zone of interest based on like just again anecdotal and the way they performed are like absolutely getting in Color yeah, Purple feels I, like I a, have both of them in. But Color Purple feels like a movie that could get number one votes, is what I'm saying. And Maestro does not. Maestro feels like a middle. We've talked about it. It's like the mashed potatoes. It's a middle. Oh, of the yeah. Pack. No, I definitely agree about that with Maestro. Just like how many people are putting it at number one. You know, like what what is Spielberg going to put at number one? Maestro or the Color Purple? I think the Color Purple. <laughs> like... <laughs> I honestly think they're all like they the the movie the response has been great. I think if the movie flopped, which we didn't expect it to, like we said, we when we saw it, it was like this is a great audience movie, but it really is like the sense that it's something that's popular and that people like and that people do genuinely like it. To me, is like a statement about the movie, and I also think Maestro, which we kind of talked about, and even Bradley suggested in his little interview with Spike Lee, 
definitely a movie you need to see in a theater. And I think Color Purple, you could probably watch anywhere and get the same like kind of feeling. And Maestro, I think, really needs a theater. And I think if people are waited or, or you know, you could see in a theater and then you could just, you know, if you're not into it, you could just fall asleep in the theater. You could. You know? Like it's, on Netflix, it's like you could just tap out whenever. I, I just was like, the I just was like, I don't think the passion is going to be there for Maestro. And as much as it's crazy that color, I, I really like cannot believe how I'm being swayed by the, I don't even agree with it. I was like, I actually think Bradley great in the movie. I still think he could win best actor. Like, I don't agree with everybody trashing it on Twitter, but I was like. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, like film Twitter backlash. To, like the, the villain backlash just started way earlier. Like it usually happens in phase two. But now it's like happening in phase one with him. And um, but I, I do think it's it's been exacerbated because I don't think the the movie is very audience friendly. No, it's right? not. It's like in, it's, it's not it's not it's not it's not like normie appealing like the color purple is. And we've no. we've seen that like since it hit Netflix. Like uh I know some people who've seen it <laughs> since it hit Netflix, like just regular people and like they're not into it either and yeah it's it's very it's 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 like literally scenes from marriage it's just like a collection of some really great some okay some like meh scenes cobbled together and it's like not really cohesive like the storyline and it really kind of demands the viewer to know to like have a baseline knowledge of Leonard Bernstein and maybe also his marriage and especially of his work before going into it because that's a lot of the the complaints I've seen like some from some of my friends is like I I know nothing about Leonard Bernstein coming out of it I've seen know? that a lot now so that's it's like and like even and that and you know a lot it's also like it's fine to focus on his marriage but I feel like I don't get anything from that either which is also true like I don't disagree with that at, at all you so, know like I think it's it's just like you're you're just kind of thrown into like the meeting in the beginning and then it's like and then it just moves through time and then like all of a sudden they have this huge argument and you're supposed to buy into it. Like, I feel like it like, it lacks that kind of emotional investment in the characters that you really need for people to connect. And you do get that with something like The Color Purple and with normies. Exactly. And I think there, so, and here's what I, was, here's what I would say too. Okay. So Anatomy of Fall, I feel like is, again, is like the perfect blend of this. It's like, like we said at the time, it's like an HBO limited series, right? So it's like, you have like a highbrow sheen, but it's also just like really basic bullshit that a normie would like, right? Like basically, I think there's not a lot of chat. I don't think it's a very challenging movie, which no. is why I like it. You know what I mean? Like I liked it. It's great. I love watching it. And I think a lot of people really like it and just anecdotal again, but like, I think IndieWire ran like, it's like, Best movie. They, like that. they pulled 37 directors and it was the most popular movie <laughs> by far. And I was like, okay, that's obviously getting in. And it's like, normies like it, directors like it, everyone likes it. And I was like, Justine Shea probably could get in too. I still don't have her in because I still think Jonathan Glazer gets in. And then Zone of Interest, I was like, again, I think there's going to be a small but very, very passionate group of people who put that number one, right? Like, it's not a broad appealing movie by any means, but it is an incredible artistic achievement. And I think the people who like it will love it. And it's got other nominations that it could get, including score, maybe including sound, including international feature, director and screenwriting. And he got like six nominations or five nominations, even out best picture. And then I was like, Color Purple is a very, again, I think it's just going to be people really like it. Like they obviously are being emotionally affected. And if we think about the movies that are this year, 
I don't know, like what other movie is like the big emotional movie? Holdovers, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like if people really, really love the the holdovers. Like, I don't think they're like it's the same type of emotion as no. Color Purple, but it's still it it's like bittersweet but heartwarming, you know? So and, and all that being said, and this gets to Alex's second part, I do think it absolutely needs the SAG support. And I think I think it needs SAG and PGA. And now I think it can get PGA based on the box office so far. Well, the thing with the box office is that it's actually not done that great since the great no. Christmas Day headlines. So it's fine. Um, it's yeah, it had the worst drops like day to day last week. And then it's this past weekend, its first official weekend. It finished in fourth and its four day total was less than its opening day total on Christmas Day last week, which is, you know not great bob so it feels like it it just i mean like we know there were like theater buyouts for christmas day and stuff um about 50 million so far yeah and it's like the budget was like 100 million so it's not gonna make that back um but so it feels like you know it's it's reaching its core audience but it hasn't broken out either it it's fine it got the headlines yeah like it's fine it's doing fine. fine like but i would not call it a box office like juggernaut by any means not a juggernaut no but i think it needed those headlines i don't know it it needed the christmas day headlines and i think that's what people are still remembering because it's like it's a smash 18 million you know Mm -hmm. biggest christmas day opening since 2009 and that's what people are remembering and like most people don't keep track of the box office the rest of the week or you know whatever but like it it's been dropping pretty steeply since then and like you know like all these other movies last week were doing pretty well like they were their holds were better you know what i saw again in theaters wonka you know fucking rules wonka love wonka what might be i I had it a ninth on my best list and i'm like what if it was like top five i just love it so good timothy chalamet Um, absolutely should get a best actor nomination that was my biggest take if it was me he would maybe win i think he's awesome in it it's like i've seen some people suggest that maybe he could win the globe no he won't win the globe (laughs) but uh i think my But, but anyway my point is that like i don't think like I think the color purple is doing fine at the box yeah. office, but it's not. It's not like the the huge like like box office phenomenon that would kind of make it undeniable to have a, be- a best picture slot. Yes. So I have not put it back in, but I also haven't touched anything. I kind of like, think I put it back in because so. I was just like, I really think, I really think it could happen. I just do. I, yeah, I, I think it happened. Like I would put it back in in like ninth or tenth because I, I, I have it in tenth, higher than eighth anyway. So. And with with the maestro, I just don't know who else I would to get it in. I actually don't know what else I would drop because everything else. I mean, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Poor Things, Holdovers are my top four, and then I have American Fiction fifth. American Fiction maybe is on the borderline still, but I am expecting it to do well at SAG. I guess if it doesn't do well at SAG. Maybe I would reevaluate, but I just think that seems like a lot to get in. Flower Moon, Past Lives is another movie that I think will have a lot of number ones. Anatomy of Fall Zone of Interest and Color Purple or Maestro. It just feels like Maestro. I think a lot of people planted Maestro in five, six, seven on their picks and haven't thought about it since. And I have thought about it since now. So that's why I moved it out. I think I've had it in seventh this whole time, like maybe six, mm-hmm. like, but it's just been there. And that's why I was like, I'm not sure if that's enough. And even with the great below the line support, 
how much below the line support actually is there? I would be more concerned about it if it were not a guaranteed 10 slots, because I could definitely see it becoming like, you know, a Ma Rainey or a one in Miami when it's yes. still the sliding scale and it just doesn't have enough oomph to get in. But with the hard 10, like it, it, it makes it harder to miss, but with the competition, like I agree it, I don't know how many people are putting it at number one. I just don't see, you it. know, like, I don't know anyone who's seen it, who even the people who like it, like who's called it like their favorite movie of the year. The only people I know who love it, love it, love it are Jordan Hoffman, David Sims. Wait, does he love it more than the holdovers though? I think he liked the holdovers more. Let me pull up the messenger.com Joyce and see where Jordan, uh, Jordan Hoffman put it on. I'm not actually Googling it. Uh, I feel like he liked the holdovers more. But he did like Maestro a lot. Let me see. He has, I think he had, he did like Maestro a lot. Let's see if it's like their side loads. Load time is slow. I already would have clicked out if I was not doing this for a bit. Um, he's got Maestro 2, the holdovers 1. Yeah, so he doesn't have Maestro at 1. Let's no, see. and he loved it. So I'm just saying, it seems like potentially, I don't know. I have it out. That's know, but it also, it's like, that's such a, it feels like it's a it's a movie that like the industry would just like even if they don't love you that's, know it's that's like true that's why that's why I was reticent to take it out because I was like I think the industry will actually love this but I also think it needs like the how I don't know like I was like you know we would say like oh is the you know we the academy is much more international now and like you know there's been like a, a, a push to be like oh these like anatomy of the fall zone of interest because the academy is make makeup is slightly different that these movies would be more amenable to that group and maybe the color purple is something that wouldn't travel but i'm like i don't think maestro would travel either i'm like do, do people like actually care about this it's very new york folk i don't know i'm just like i know leonard bernstein is obviously an iconic figure but like so is alice walk i don't know i just like it's like i don't think it travel i don't think it will travel as like it will not travel very well maybe I think it it's less to do with that and more to do with how the the film is just built. Yeah. I, okay, that's fair. You know, like everyone knows who he is. Yeah. And I do think like I don't think it's fair to judge a movie for what it's not. Like I know people were expecting I, it to be like a traditional biopic and that's not what he like made. That. Yeah, I don't like that. So, but I also don't disagree with you know that like things were lacking in it even if you're trying to make the point of this being focused on a marriage i it's you know? definitely the exact movie that he wants this is why i actually think he could, even if it doesn't get him for a picture i still don't think he's like a lot like completely out of the director race because i'm like it's absolutely the movie he wanted to make you know what i mean like yeah and i i mean i think that the, the main issue is with the script yes and then i like i I do have some quibbles with like some shots, you know, but he definitely, it's, it's definitely like a, a flex for him. It's like, it's a very like show offy type of film. It's like, this is what I can do. This mm -hmm. is my vision. Like we talked about how it was definitely a level up for him directorially. For sure. You know? Um, but I like, I, I, I would, would not predict him in director. I'm not, I'm not either. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's out of the question, I guess, but I don't have him either. Uh, 
next email. This one is from Harold and Maude, our old friend, Joyce. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Happy New Year to both. Since I received posters for my two favorites in 2023, The Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall for Christmas, I was wondering if you guys have any posters for films you especially enjoy. And then he has another question here. Let's start. We could do, want to take a break, a break there and we could do it. Do you have any posters, Joyce? Film posters? I don't currently have any film posters. When I was a kid, I used to have more. When I was a kid, by which I mean in college, I had uh, the Godfather re-release poster hanging up in my room. When they did, it was a 25th anniversary. They did a re-release. That was fun. And then I have a Gone Girl poster that I got somehow uh, that's in a tube in the basement with many other posters from Pearl Jam. Love a poster tube. I just have so many. We have so many posters unframed in tubes that'll never get framed. Uh, yeah. Never be hung up. Because what are we going to do with a Pearl Jam poster from MSG in 2012? Yeah, I used to have more like music posters when I was a kid, but I had a, a couple of film posters and I wouldn't get it framed or anything. I would just like scotch tape it to the wall. Love a scotch tape. Yeah. What poster from this year would you want if you had a pick? Anatomy Fall is a pretty so cool. So is this like, am I just picking my favorite movie or like the actual poster design? I mean, dealer's choice, I guess. I don't know. What do you want? Whatever you want. Uh, I mean, I think the Anatomy Fall poster is great. I do too. I actually don't think I, 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 I wish the, my, my hottest take is I wish both Barbie and Oppenheimer had better posters. I watched Oppie again with my friends who had not seen it the, and they the, loved it. The, so yeah. Uh, movie I watched again, a uh, holdovers choice. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I watched it again too. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. I, I still don't understand why it takes 25 minutes to get to the three. It's of them so long. Hours. It's so long. We watched it with my parents on Christmas night and my mom and dad both uh, really enjoyed it. And then my mom was like, way too long. It, there's no need for it to be over two hours. If you're affecting Hal Ashby cosplay and movies from the 70s, there's no way it should be two hours and 20 minutes. It should be an hour and 40 minutes. That's it. Yeah, like it takes, because like now, like I can actually like see the time, you know? Um, like it takes like an hour like for when the movie like actually starts you know when yes like yeah. they actually start doing stuff it does uh but it's very watchable and i think yeah we'll, we'll talk and they're about they're all this great so... i actually think paul could win oh yeah i've always thought he could win, i think he so. could i definitely think he could win yeah i've i've had him in third for a while i moved him up i think i have him in first now did you also move bradley down since you dumped maestro i did that's i put paul in first after bradley uh dumped and I'm also teetering on Carrie even getting in, but I still have her in. Uh, anyway. I mean, well, we talked about Carrie in our column that David does not read a couple weeks ago about how I felt she was vulnerable. And this was before Maestro even hit Netflix. And you were right on. You were a canary in the coal mine with that. I feel like there's a definitely an opening for her to miss, especially if the color purple support for Fantasia keeps growing. I feel like she'd be an easy person to get in. The other four, I feel personally, are set, including Margot Robbie, but... Uh, I can also still see Margot missing. I think it's very competitive for those last two spots and especially the last spot if you do think Margot is locked. I, I, uh, you know what I love? Barbie. Watch it again. She's great in it. My God, she's so good. I actually think she's like really great in the movie. I know it doesn't get the headlines that Gosling gets, but she's like really good. Um, Anyway, next part of uh, Harold and Maude's email. Uh, my other question is about the later stage precursors and which films Oscar chances could be bolstered by them. The two movies I mentioned earlier seem very 
likely to be helped by BAFTA. And I think an underrated prospect is the Iron Claw maybe getting mentioned by the PGA. They really don't like to go out for international movies. And I think the, them nominating the whale last year sets the precedent that they're charmed by deeply emotional stories. Interested to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't really expect an Emmy of Fall or Zone of Interest to make PGA. <laughs> no, I think my my we'll do this next week with SAG, but I put Iron Claw in for Ensemble, and I actually think I could get in for PGA. I still don't think it would get in for Best Picture, but I think it will do very well here. I think it's like a, another movie that has hit the feels, as they as it were. Well, film Twitter really wants Zach to happen. I don't see how it could happen, and I don't. But even in SAG, I don't think it could happen. But I think I think it could get in for ensemble if they saw it because it is a great ensemble. And while Zach is like the headliner, all of those guys together are what makes the movie so good. Um, yeah, I I like for SAG, it it depends on like how early they got the screeners. Same thing with mm -hmm. Color Purple because we know they love early stuff. Yes. Very tough when you're late. With, with screeners it, like the release doesn't matter as long as the nomcom gets the screeners early you should be okay mm -hmm. um i i can see it hitting pga and not making the oscars i think it could hit sag and pga and not make the oscars that would be my big takeaway even if it hits sag and pga i wouldn't put it in i just don't i see don't know that. what i would have at pga like i think maestro would hit pga I think Maestro will hit PGA. I think Past Lives will hit PGA. Yeah, like I think if you have everyone has the same eight, then it's just those two spots that I have at the Oscars for Anatomy and Zone. <laughs> so I think so I could see like like Spider Verse getting in. It could be Spider Verse and Color Purple. It could be Color Purple and Iron Claw. It could be Air. I think those are all possibilities. Yeah, like Air. Air is like. No, no one's talked about it in a while, but I think that's a good possibility for PGA, especially with, you know, Matt and Ben's production company, Artist Equity, mm -hmm. um, and their whole deal. Um, Yeah, like, I think, like, Color Purple can hit that. And, yeah, maybe it's, like, Color Purple and Spider-Verse for PGA, or I don't know. Um, Let me see here. I got a couple more, and then we'll wrap up. Because we got to save some of these joys for later this week when we do our, we do Globe, our Globes, Globes picks. Uh, let me see. This one's for, I'll do David L. Sure. Hey, Joyce and Chris, it's your pal David L. again. So glad to be your first email of the new year. But Hope you guys... He wasn't. <laughs> uh... Hope you guys had a great holiday. I was really upset and disappointed when I heard my, recently my friend Sean Parr hasn't been asked back to announce the Golden Globes again for a second year now, especially since he brought so much great enthusiasm to the show with his voice for 28 years since the 90s that made the Globes the fun show that it was. Hope they at least bring back the old music again this year and we get an engaging announcer like Bo Weaver, who's done the Creative Arts Emmys. This is so inside baseball, Joyce. I don't know who any of these people are, but I'm just going to keep reading. It really wasn't great last year when we had that boring piano music and the female announcer my question is i recently noticed we lost both tom wilkinson and andre he recently noticed we lost, both lost tom wilkinson and andre brower in december so it got me thinking since the emmys are now 16 months after the last one how long do you think the in memoriam will be with all the people they have to include now i just hope they don't speed up the montage like the infamous COVID oscars of 21 
from David? How do you um, think I, do I mean, like, I think they would both be included. They have enough time to include Tom. Andre died on December 11th. So. They should absolutely include everyone who has died. Yes, everyone who has died in 2023 should be included. <laughs> and anybody who died in 23 should be included in this 24 show. Yes. I know it's tough, maybe, but like they can make it happen. Yeah, you know, they're already dropping variety writing from the main show. I mean, they're definitely not going to include everyone in the the montage that they play in the ceremony because they usually just do like check the website for more tributes. Love to check the website. Yeah. And then they're going to leave out someone really obvious and then people will get really mad. Like what, be- like what Luke Perry, you know, when they left out Luke Perry. Who do you think to leave out? I don't know. So many people died last year. I can't even keep up. It's ever, you know, it, well, it's- so who what, would they start or end with Norman Lear? I think they have to end with Norman Lear. I think they should do a separate thing for Norman Lear if they were smart. Well, they remember, should- well, not well, in 2013, the saddest Emmys ever. Um, they had like separate tributes for like James Gandolfini and yeah so I kind of think they're going to do no it was 2014 because it was like Robin Williams too yeah I could see them doing like Norman Lear is the last one and then pivoting out into like a separate whole thing about Norman Lear right or Norman Lear is first and they do like a big thing and then into the in memoriam like they'll have bring out someone do the intro and talk about him well I, I think if they if they talk about him first then he needs to lead it off but they need to do like a separate. I mean, Norman Lear is like one of the most important people in the history. I know that's what I mean. Like, no, I they think, can't just give him a like title if card. like they they could just talk about him and then like they could do like a thing for him and then it leads into the rest of the montage. Or they could just play the montage and end with him and then have someone else come out of it talking about him. Maybe I got one more Joyce, and then we'll <laughs> wrap it up. This one is uh, from our old pal, uh, fear based horniness. Always a, always a pleasure. Hi, Chris and Joyce. Before I get to my question, I just have to say that I was raving about Charles Melton in my last email, and look where he is now. and manifested this. Despite him missing the hair and makeup long list, I feel the Academy is going to be obsessed with Barbie, especially because last year, Everything Everywhere was the kind of movie that defined the year culturally, and I think Barbie is in a similar position. Aside from my previous criticism of the film, which I stand by, if you'll recall, uh, Fear Based Horning is not a fan, I'm curious, how do you think Barbie would be as a best picture winner? Would it be seen as the great deserving winner or would it make, would it, would we see it make worst best picture winner lists in 10 years? It's so much about what movies are, it's so much about what movies it's up against as well. Would Barbenheimer be cursed because people would talk about how Barbie took Oppenheimer's Oscar away or how Poor Things was the better doll turned to human movie? And on a side note, I'm all for the Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish nominations. I am tired of Ken. And I'm just Ken and the Christmas EP and the whole thing. I can't believe how much Ryan Gosling has taken over the conversation. Wasn't this supposed to be about the girls? That's from fear-based horniness. Do you want to respond first? I think if Barbie won, it would not be seen as the worst, one of the worst best picture winners. Yeah. I think it would be pretty great and inspired because like, but that's just my personal opinion. Like I'm like, oh, okay. It's definitely to me better than everything everywhere, better than Coda. Better than Nomadland, not as good as Parasite, better than Green Book, better than Shape of Water. I prefer it to Moonlight, but obviously that's probably a contentious take. Spotlight, I think it's close. Birdman, it's better than. 12 Years a Slave, probably better. Argo, it's close, but I think Barbie is probably better. 
the artist Barbie's better. The King's Speech Barbie's definitely better. So I don't think it would go on the list, but I do think if it won over any of these other real movies, like Oppenheimer or Poor Things, I think people would be really pissed. And I think it would have a go down as not not deserving of having one, I would say. Yeah, I think if it were to win, it it would be immediately divisive. Like it'll have its supporters, obviously. Um, but it will also have, you know, the detractors who don't think it should have won. And I think it'll just always be like that. I think so too. As I as I've said many times, uh, when I like a movie, I definitely do not want it to win an Oscar because I think the discourse surrounding it always sucks out all the fun and makes it kind of shitty. So uh, even though I love Oppenheimer, I'm almost like, man, you know what? If the holdovers won, that would be just fine with me. Yeah, I I don't I don't like it when my favorite movie of the year is the favorite to win. I I feel like something's gone wrong. And so that's this year. Gone. My favorite is Oppenheimer. My favorite is Oppenheimer. So I'm like I, do. I don't <laughs> like I'm just like awaiting the backlash to it, and then um, I'll be taken down. So. so yeah, so I don't I definitely do not want Barbie to win Best Picture, but it would be cool if I, I think it. I personally think it's deserved, it, but I would just rather not have to. Yeah, do and I don't think it will it will age poorly i think it'll age fine but it will always have that division of people who think it should have won and and are happy at one and people who don't think it should have won i think it's fine for it to win screenplay or other stuff like we have talked about but uh are you tired of ryan gosling no i think he is so good in the movie uh and it's great i will say the dua lipa song is awesome though and it would be great if it got in but i don't know i would guess i would probably rank them can do a leap of Billie Eilish personally. I don't think there are any of them are bad, but I would prefer the do a leap of song to the Billie Eilish song. Uh, same. So I don't think it'll get in though. I think, I mean, it's, it's a huge hit. So it, it could get in just based on that. Cause it's just known. Whereas like, I'm just Ken is just very, it's it's niche like it's it's popular but it's like so so novelty so novelty let me ask you this if it doesn't get in i'm just ken do they have him perform anyway at the oscars i don't Uh think he would perform if it's not nominated like he didn't perform like for city of stars right so there's no reason for him to perform if it's not like he's not even nominated he didn't write the song so do you think they would do a medley of the barbie music it could but i don't think he would perform if if, okay like they they probably have a better chance of getting simu to perform (laughs) it can happen i can see it uh so that's a choice so this is our creative arts emmys and then a lot of emails about the oscar race so we'll be back uh right here tomorrow i guess to talk about the golden globes this is also mean you're not predicting bradley for the globe We'll talk about. I'm gonna leave you hanging. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Wow. I actually think. It'll Have be you even good. made a decision there yet? You haven't even thought about it. You just changed your Oscar picks. <laughs> I did look at the Globes picks, and I did think about it, but I haven't made a decision yet. We're not doing those picks yet. I didn't have to make a decision. We're doing it tomorrow, and then I will tell you then, and I'll be wrong. Uh, so talk to you then, choice. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.